Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book Born to Run, A Hidden Tribe, Super Athletes, and the Greatest Race the World Has Never Seen. What do you think of when you talk about running? A feeling of joy? The hard work you have to do to lose weight? For most people, running is not easy. For the author of this book, running is a hobby that used to bring him much pain. This book was written by Christopher McDougall. After graduating from Harvard, McDougall worked as a correspondent for the Associated Press and reported wars in Angola, Congo, and Rwanda. Since returning to the U.S., he has been writing for Outdoor, The New York Times, Runner's World, and other publications. He is also a three-time finalist in the National Magazine Awards for reporting. McDougall was an amateur runner. One day, he was out for an easy three-mile jog on a snowy farm road when he felt an acute pain in his right foot. At first, he thought he'd been cut by something sharp, but he found no cuts after taking off his shoe. McDougall went to an expert in sports medicine and was diagnosed with a running injury. He had been injured many times while training for distance running. He had torn his hamstring, strained his Achilles tendon, sprained ankles, and suffered from aching arches. Several sports medicine experts advised him to find a new hobby. The sports medicine expert who diagnosed McDougall told him that the human body is not designed for that kind of abuse. But McDougall was confused. Why was it so easy to get injured while running? At 6 feet 4 inches and 230 pounds, he'd never been injured while participating in semi-extreme sports such as riding class 4 rapids on a boogie board, surfing giant dunes on a snowboard, and mountain biking in the wild. In running, however, it's common for runners like him to get injuries. Roughly 80% of runners get injured every year. Even so, few methods have been brought forward to help runners avoid injuries until the birth of this book. McDougall had to receive treatment to keep running. He also ordered expensive personalized corrective insoles. Meanwhile, he kept looking for a better solution that could allow him to run without any problems or worries. A more natural and safer approach, one that didn't require expensive corrective insoles or regular doses of painkillers every month. He visited several experts, did a lot of research, and tried a few different approaches, but none was effective. While traveling in Mexico for work, McDougall learned about the Tarahumara by chance as he was flipping through a travel magazine. They are an indigenous people living in seclusion in the Copper Canyons of Mexico. In their tribe, 50-year-old people run faster than teenagers. Even 80-year-old men can run longer distances than a marathon. They run on steep mountain trails that have been completely packed down by their feet. Many Tarahumara people can run 300 miles in two consecutive days, the equivalent of 12 full marathons. And they never train before the most tribe's important running race. They simply stroll to the starting line, spring out as they tease each other, and just keep running for 48 hours. Their diet would give a distance running coach nightmares. Apart from barbecued mice with ground corn, they don't eat any protein, let alone any high electrolyte sports drinks. What's even more miraculous is that they never get injured from running.
To discover the Tarahumara's secrets of running, McDougall decided to cross the border between Texas and Mexico to find the tribe. We'll explore the essence of this book through the following three sections. Part 1, Looking for the Tarahumara, the Running People. Part 2, Inspirations from the Search. Part 3, A New Race. Let's begin the first part of our summary with McDougall's decision to look for the Tarahumara, known as the greatest runners of all time. Since they are hidden in the Copper Canyons, they are not easy to find. The Copper Canyons lie in northwestern Mexico. They're part of the Sierra Madre Occidental, a major mountain range system that's part of the North American Cordillera. In McDougall's words, the canyons are so remote that a desperado with a knack for backcountry navigation could hold up a bank in Colorado and slink to safety in the Copper Canyons. Over the past hundred years, the canyons have been a hideout for all sorts of North American deviants, including bandits, mystics, murderers, and Apache marauders. Police that chase criminals here often return empty-handed. One of the best U.S. police captains suffered a serious defeat here. Anyone who enters the canyons risks being killed by mountain lions, bitten by scorpions or coral snakes, of succumbing to thirst, cold, or canyon fever. Besides these hazards, the Copper Canyons are also the home of two rival drug cartels, many of their members have been killed here. This is where the Tarahumara have been hiding. They live deep in the wild forests and are good at covering their tracks. Many of them live in cliffside caves. They climb long poles to enter the caves and vanish once inside. Some live in huts on the ground, which are camouflaged to blend into their surroundings and very hard to spot. Many adventurers have tried to find the Tarahumara in the Copper Canyons, but many of them failed. With the help of a local guide, McDougall eventually found the Tarahumara after overcoming all kinds of difficulties. He slipped past drug dealers, lost his way, climbed down a cliff to the bottom of the canyon, and waded across a chest-deep river. Still, even when he found them, it was not easy for him to connect with the Tarahumara. They are shy people. How shy exactly? As McDougall describes it, Tarahumara men couldn't even muster the nerve to get romantic with their own wives if they didn't drown their bashfulness in homebrew. Besides being shy, the Tarahumara are also wary of strangers. Over the past 400 years, the tribe has suffered disasters brought about by strangers. Spanish colonists invaded in the 16th century and staked a claim to the Tarahumara land by decapitating their tribal leaders. Later, Wild West bounty hunters massacred the Tarahumara. The bounty hunters could be paid $100 apiece for Apache scalps, but the Apache were good fighters. Instead, the bounty hunters slaughtered the peaceful Tarahumara and cashed in on their scalps. Later, Jesuit missionaries came with God's blessings and the Spanish flu as well. Entire villages were wiped out in days. All these dark episodes had led them to mistrust strangers and live their reclusive life in the wilderness. In a Tarahumara schoolhouse, McDougall learned from its founder Angel that a white man called Caballo Blanco meaning the white horse was close to the Tarahumara. So McDougall decided to meet Caballo in the hope that he could introduce him to the tribe. The real identity of Caballo Blanco had been a mystery. Some said he was a fugitive, 
Some said he was a boxer living in the canyons in self-imposed exile to atone for having killed someone during a game. He had walked into the Copper Canyons years ago and lived with the Tarahumara ever since. He'd learned the Tarahumara trick of hiding his traces as well. He was like a ghost, no one knew where he was exactly. Therefore, it was not easy to find him. According to Angel, Caballo Blanco often visited the school by himself. He always came running with a pair of sandals on his feet and a bag of dry ground corn hanging from his waist. But no one ever knew where he was heading. Angel told McDougal that Caballo was coming soon and might be heading to the town of Creel, and McDougal would have to hurry if he wanted to meet the mystery man. McDougal knew he couldn't miss this chance, or else he might never find him. Before leaving the school, McDougal was lucky to witness the school kids' running game. The temperature was low, so the kids ran to warm themselves up in the morning. They ran in effortlessly between the rocks, moving their feet crazily fast, but their upper bodies were almost immobile. If you saw them only from the waist up, you'd think they were gliding on skateboards. Running gleefully on the trails, none of the kids cared about winning. There was no bickering, no showing off, and no grown-ups telling them what to do. When McDougal was ready to leave, Angel gave him a cup of a drink called Iskiot. It looked gooey and had lots of black fleck bubbles. It's the red bull of the Tarahumara and made with chia seeds. Long-term consumption of chia seeds can help build muscles and reduce the risk of heart disease. McDougal drank it when he got tired on his way, and he found it very tasty. Within minutes, his energy had returned. His hunger and thirst were gone, and even his headache disappeared. To arrive at the town of Creel, McDougal and his guide had to get out of the canyon by climbing up the cliff, find their truck parked by the cliff rim, and then drive it to Creel. By 10 p.m., they had finally made it up the cliff and crawled into their sleeping bags, exhausted. By the time dawn broke, they were already back in the truck and continuing their search for Caballo Blanco. Every time they passed a farm, a village, or a school, McDougal asked around to see if anyone knew Caballo Blanco. Everyone did. They said they'd seen him several days ago and that McDougal had just missed him. In Creel, a woman at a food stand said she saw Caballo walking toward the edge of town. McDougal followed the lead until he reached a hotel at the edge of town. He was then thrilled to hear that Caballo Blanco was supposed to arrive there at any moment. McDougal waited until Blanco showed up and rushed to introduce himself. After they got to know each other, Caballo told McDougal a story about a race that the Tarahumara had participated in. In the next part, we'll see how Caballo's story about the Tarahumara's races inspired McDougal, and how McDougal put what he learned from Caballo into practice. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.